Welcome, food enthusiasts, to this issue of the Future Foodcast. We are talking to innovator in the food space, particularly in the marketing and PR category, Crumble Foods. We have with us Anna Tibbetts. She's the Senior Manager of Partnerships at Crumble Foods. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Obviously, I loved talking about Crumble Cookies for a variety of reasons, and I am so excited to talk about it with you today. Well, we can't wait for you to share all the cool things that are going on there at Crumble and because you, you've grown so quickly, but can you give us a little bit of history about how the company even started? Because it, it's not that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Crumble is, I mean, in terms of businesses, infant, right? It, it, it is only five years old. And a lot of companies, you know, you look at other food establishments and to get to the level that we're at now, it took them decades. And we're at the level of stores and operations now within within five years. So Crumble began in 2017 in a little town called Logan, Utah. It was started by two cousins, Jason McGowan and Sawyer Hemsley. Sawyer was in college still. He was a junior at Utah State University. Jason McGowan was working in the tech industry. And they just came together and they just wanted to do a side hustle. They just, they were brain storing out things they could do, you know, a side project, something to keep them busy. And Sawyer, of course, lived in a college town and knew that late night sweets were a big hit with college kids. And so they landed on gourmet, warm delivery cookies. Mm -hmm. And they never expected it to take off. They never expected it to become even remotely a full-time thing, much less a full-time, very successful endeavor, right? And so they they expected it so much not to be that, that the building they rented out to sell the cookies in was supposed to be demolished in six months. And so their thought was, you know, when this doesn't take off, we're not going to be tied into a, into a building. The building's getting destroyed anyway. We'll just let it, you know, we'll just do it for a couple of months. And, and then when it doesn't happen, like we, it has, then we'll just get out of the contract with the building because the building's going away anyway. And then of course, of course it took off. People started asking for more flavors. They started off with just the milk chocolate chip cookie and then people wanted more and they wanted more variety. And so we added more flavors. And then eventually we established the weekly rotating menu that you see now, which is unique to crumble. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast, about what logistics and everything looks like with that. But that's how that came about. And now in five years, you know, five years later, we have over 600 locations. We're in every state except for three. And we're just, we're loving it right now. We open 10 stores a week. And so there's, there are crumbles popping up everywhere. Yeah. Well, 10 stores a week. Well, all right, let's back up because I just love this. I love this startup story. Had a great idea solving a problem that they had late night, sweet cravings. And why not satisfy that with an excellent quality product, like nice, warm cookies, start with that comfort food of the chocolate chip, which is still your mainstay. I mean, you always, you talked about rotating menus, but you always have the chocolate chip, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. That is, that is the mainstay, like the original and so good, so delicious. Uh, But now you, how do you think this whole organic growth happened? I mean, some of it was purposeful. Like once they realized this was taking off, I mean, Mm -hmm. how did they decide to go about marketing it? Because again, it's been a short amount of time. 
Totally. Yeah. So one of the, the, before the marketing can be successful, right? Your product has to be at least decent. Right. Um, and something that is so unique to crumble that I love is how much they listen to their customers and how much they listen to what their customers want. So the milk chocolate chip cookie, as you said, is a staple of our menu that came about because Jason and Sawyer tested every single ingredient of that recipe to, to the nth degree. They, they took, you know, they would take the cookie and they would test it on random passerbys at college campuses, gas stations, grocery stores. So they would take, you know, one cookie had brown sugar, one cookie had white sugar. They'd have people try it and whatever element won in the vote, that's what they used. And so that's, that's played out in everything that they've done. Um, something a lot of people don't know is on our social media posts, when people comment on the flavors, we, we do a spotlight post on every flavor every week. Mm-hmm. When people comment, you know, we, we take every single comment and we tally them up and we take them to a meeting every single week. And if there's enough comments that say a certain cookie is dry or a certain cookie is, you know, too much frosting, too little frosting, too many sprinkles, every single comment is tallied up where it's like, okay, 75 people said this is too dry. Let's redo the recipe. And so we'll redo the recipe and then we'll release it as a new recipe next time. And so that's something that has been in the, in the, in the bloodstream of crumble since the beginning. And then on top of that, so people, you know, from the beginning could tell that this was an amazing product. This was a product that they wanted and that they'd voted on and that they liked from there. I think it was just a matter of, of people spreading the word. They just, they loved the product so much. It was very much word of mouth in the beginning. And then, you know, they opened a second store and then they opened a third store and then they decided to franchise. And so at that point, a lot of it, you know, was Jason and Sawyer's family members who were involved in the original franchising process. But a big reason of that is because Jason wanted people to be able to have their own business. He wanted people to be able to have ownership and pride in that. And so from there, I, something we really love saying is that our franchise partners were fans first. And so, so much of it, I mean, social media has played a huge part in it, right? Marketing, of course, every company has marketing and marketing budget, but such a huge part of it is that they're fans and they've heard from friends and from loved ones and from family members about the product. And then they, they got involved as well. So it's been really cool to watch. Well, let's pause for a second there because it sounds like being accosted on a corner by a guy with cookies (laughs) is the beginning of market research. I mean, market research is what all food companies do and and other companies too but normally it's maybe they'll hire a third party and they'll send out surveys or they'll you know invite people in to try out all these different brands and pick the one they like the best but a guy accosting you on a corner that's a whole new approach that i haven't heard of before i think that's great (laughs) to just follow you around with cookie a or cookie b we need to know your answer yes um, exactly it sounds like they really listen and even now the whole market research really is you listen to your customers you you care about their comments their input matters and you're actually taking that to heart and making decisions based on it i don't know that a lot of companies do that you know they hire maybe people to answer some of those with, I'm so sorry that happened, et cetera. But quantifying, you know, if we're getting the same thing multiple times, we need to make a change. And that's why you're staying top of mind with your consumers. So that's the first thing out of what you said there. I wanted to point out that whole, not only market research, but you really are engaging with your customers and they are fans. I mean, they're raving fans. They're telling other people about it and and that organic growth. But But tell me about the social media piece, because this is really, I think, where your advantages come in. I mean, I I think there are young and old people that like cookies, but 
so many more people are engaging on social media and the credibility that it uh, takes with it and and the it can just add on itself. I mean, all of a sudden you've got your views are stacking up, whereas in regular traditional advertising, you could never have you could never have gotten that many eyeballs to take a look at what you're doing. So tell me about the social media crumble, because I think it's really cool. Yes, of course. Social media is our secret sauce, right? Social media is so much of what Crumble does. From the beginning, right, we, we've got Sawyer and Jason, and Sawyer is very involved in the branding and in what the brand looks like. And from the beginning, he wanted a product that could be posted on social media, right? It, he wanted it to taste amazing, but he also wanted it to be so beautiful that people wanted to take pictures of it and they wanted to show people. And so you'll also see that, right? In everything we do now, our, our weekly flavor video drops every Sunday and it sees gorgeous glam shots of our cookies and the ingredients and everything in them. One of our, our biggest moments in social media is when we, we call it the TikTok boom of 2020. We started a TikTok account in February, I believe. We gained 2 million followers in over six weeks, which is crazy, crazy yeah. for a TikTok account. And now we're over, we're over 6 million followers. And the real magic behind that is because we have a rotating menu, people started organically posting their opinions on our cookies. We had no, we, we had no involvement in this, which we were very fortunate that it happened so organically, but these people would post their opinions every single week. And the beautiful thing about Crumble is there's a really nice relationship between influencers on TikTok and Crumble because influencers are constantly looking for content, right? They're looking for things that people will be interested in, things that display well on camera. And then with Crumble, we have a weekly rotating menu. And so we're constantly giving fresh content to these influencers. And, you know, for whatever reason, we've seen this currently in trends on social media. I don't know if you've seen those people go around at the little lav mics and just ask random people questions about yes. things. Yes. That's huge and trending right now because for whatever reason, people love to hear other people's opinions on random things and mm -hmm. even more so on cookies, right? They want to know what it tastes like, what people think about it. And so these people started posting these reviews every week. And now the hashtag crumble review has over a billion views on TikTok. Which, like you said, from a marketing standpoint, is crazy, is crazy. And there's a few things that go into that, right? Seeing the repetitiveness of that pink box, mm -hmm. that does a lot to even just the psychology of people's brains, seeing that over and over again and seeing it as a status item, seeing it as something that's desired, right? Having the whole experience with the unboxing of the pink box. And then also, again, with the flavors, the fact that they rotate every week and that we take so many different concepts. We, we take savory, we take sweet, we take cakes, desserts desserts, ice creams, candies, anything you can imagine, we've taken it and put it into a cookie form. And so people want to know, they want to know, you know, what does that taste like right behind me, right? I have the picture of the apple cobbler cookie and people want to know what does apple cobbler taste like in a cookie? And they're looking to other people on social media to find that out. Yeah. And so it's cool to see that happen. Delicious. Well, yeah. And, and, and just the organic nature, the fact that you're providing the influencers with fresh content every week, because we have new, new cookies, a new flavor, and people can look to them to say, Hey, what's their evaluation once they have credibility and um, that regularity, like you were talking about, it's consistent. You're doing that consistently and they can depend on you for that. Plus you're giving great information. Like people can actually know what's in their product, which consumers yes. are asking for right now. And you're delivering that in a, a format that they can easily access. 
uh, they're on TikTok anyway, or the other social media channels, mm -hmm. you know, then they're going to take a look at that. So that's really important. Now, I always think about cookies, sweet, sweet is if you say cookie, I my brain, you know, that, yes. that response is something sweet, but you ventured into and you just mentioned it savory and all, all kinds of flavors. Tell me about what mm -hmm. a savory cookie tastes like or what kind of savory flavor do you have or flavors? Totally. Yeah. So we just released our first savory a couple of months ago and it was the everything but the bagel cookie. Mm. And so it was, yeah, it was imitating an everything bagel. And so we had sesame seeds, we had some garlic in there. We had, you know, this frosting was just straight up cream cheese. It wasn't even a cream cheese frosting. It was just cream cheese. And we knew it was going to be divisive. We, you know, we had no illusions that everyone was going to rave about this cookie. We knew people were going to hate it and people were going to love it. And that's exactly what happened. But that's something we've been, we've been testing for a, a while. So a lot of people don't know this, but before a cookie gets released to the public, um, we set our cookie calendar six months in advance. So right now we know what cookies are coming out in, you know, what six months from now, March. And the testing process for those cookies is extensive. And the everything but the bagel cookie went through seven rounds of testing, which is crazy for us. That is so many rounds of testing. Um, oh, and there are other like savory said, flavors. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, exactly. Exactly. And there's other flavors that we've tested that are savory that have not made it through testing. You know, we've done three or four rounds and it's just failed every time. And, and we thought, okay, this is not good enough to release some of those. I'll give you some intel on those. We tried a hot Cheeto cookie. It was horrible. We tried... Yeah, we've tried, I believe we tried uh, a Cheez-It type cookie. We, we we went on this little binge for a minute where we were trying crackers and chips. They have not panned out yet. You might see them in the future. And then there's other cookies like that, right? We've had like a lavender cookie. We've had a honey cookie where they just, they just didn't make it through testing. But right now, our one savory flavor that we have released is everything but the bagel and we'll have more down the pipeline. So, okay. That's so fun. I mean, it makes you want to go to a store too, to get the, you know, the insider track that, that kind of front end testing, because you're, you're testing with yeah. the in-person people to see what their reactions are. If I understood that correctly. Uh, yes. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. So we have 50 testing stores around the nation and these stores release these cookies as an extra cookie on the lineup. So if you're lucky enough to live next to a testing store, you can try the cookie and then we take surveys and ask people if they like it, if they don't, what they'd want changed, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very nice. And then, so you already have so many stores and you're trying to do the same cookie in all the stores. So I, I want to talk about logistics for just a minute, because mm -hmm. just thinking about, first of all, identifying the ingredients, like everybody's doing something at the, you know, the same thing at the same time, mm -hmm. with the same ingredients, because you're putting that out store wide franchises, everyone, everyone is doing the same cookie. How, yes. how much organization communication, like, Talk to me a little bit about how you pull that off and logistically getting the stuff because supply chain is an issue right now too. Yes. Getting the ingredients and getting them out to all the store. Just share with me some insights and I don't know, successes, challenges, how, how you work that. Totally. Yeah. So like you said, supply chain is a nightmare for everyone right now, right? Supply chain is so crazy. We're fortunate enough that we 
we have pretty good partnerships and relationships with a lot of our vendors. And, and not only that, but I actually, as part of my job, facilitate all of our co-branded cookies. So these are cookies with Twix, Oreo, Hershey, et cetera. And the social media exposure that those brands get from working with us is more than enough leverage for them to give us somewhat of a priority for, for supplies. And not only that, but we also write the calendar itself is set six months in advance, which means we're securing ingredients a year in advance sometimes. And so we are working very, very ahead of the calendar on that. And then as, as far as quality comes to all of our franchise locations, we have two entire teams with multiple dozens of individuals who their entire job is to make sure that the quality of our cookies is consistent across all of our bakeries. And so, you know, there's a whole system besides those two teams that goes into training our bakers and, and how all of that is facilitated. But once the cookies are out, you know, it's, it's things like taking into consideration the comments from socials, right? If we get enough comments that a certain cookie is too doughy, we will then take that back into our dev and we'll think, okay, is it the recipe? Did we not give the bakers enough cook time? Did we not give them enough, you know, waiting time with the dough, whatever it might be. And so we have these two teams who are over that. And in addition to that, we also have a process through our app where you can submit photos of your cookies and you can let us know if they were good, if they were bad. And we have an AI system that was built in house by our tech team that goes through and scans all of those photos. And if enough of our cornbread cookies say, doesn't have the top to it or the syrup was missing or whatever it is, um, we can then take that back. And at that point, the AI will tell us this cookie has had this many mistakes this many times. And we can either then communicate with our franchises if we need to, you know, clean up the process there a little bit or redevelop the recipe. You are fully taking advantage of technology with having AI, you know, analyze some of the pictures that come in and and that kind of thing, um, as well as just being able to figure out discrepancies in, uh, across mm-hmm. the board. You know, maybe if one area of the country or one or two stores was getting the same report, you know, then you could narrow that down. You just have to figure out where that's coming from and where you need to rework things or or try to get yeah. consistency across the board. Yeah, the, the quality assurance to make sure you have that consistency across the board. That's really important to your brand because like you mm-hmm. said, everything is so public right now. I mean, it's it's reporting out. Now, tell me about the app. You 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 squeeze that in <laughs> in yes. the middle of our <laughs> conversation. But the fact, tell me about your app because again, more technology, more connection with your client. And this is all where mm-hmm. everything is going. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. So we we are known as a tech-driven bakery. So what we do is two parts, making the best cookies in the world and then having tech behind it that makes it the easiest process possible. Um, as I said a little bit earlier, Jason McGowan came from a tech background, so he's super passionate about that and making sure that we have the best tech. And one of, one of those elements of our tech is the app, as you mentioned. And we've made the app the most user-friendly experience you can imagine, right? You go in there, it tells you all the flavors. It tells you it was exactly in the cookies. You can get your delivery secured super quickly. And we actually, once COVID hit, we were one of the first businesses who had our tech completely rolled out, completely capable of accommodating curbside pickup, 
Wow. We knew as soon as COVID hit, we're like, we have to get ahead of this. And within a matter of, I think it was a week or two, our developers were up all hours of the night. We had curbside pickup completely, completely developed. And so that that is something that we pride ourselves on is the tech behind Crumble. And, you know, not even just the app, but when you come into the stores and you can order on your own on the iPads, it's slick, it's seamless. Um, but yeah, within, within the app, that's where you can report your cookies if they weren't what you wanted them to be. That's where you can see what cookies are coming up. That's where you can see anything you need to, to experience crumble the way it's supposed to be experienced. Wow. And as a customer, I mean, that's an awesome, just convenience. And now more and more people are so comfortable ordering for curbside pickup, or you can also have Mm -hmm. them delivered. Correct. You can also order delivery and you know, how much easier can you make it to uh, allow your customers Mm -hmm. to buy your product? I mean, any way they want to order it, pick it up, have it delivered, it's available to them. So that those exactly. are all just great tenants. Well, what's uh, what's on the docket for the future moving forward? I mean, how? Yes. What kind of thoughts do you have there? What are what kind of plans can you share with us? I don't want you to share any, you know, <laughs> any insider <laughs> secrets. No, I definitely can tell you a few things. I mean, obviously, we're continually developing new flavors. We've had at least one new flavor on the menu every week for the last year and a half. And, you know, some weeks that has been multiple new flavors. So definitely, you know, be on the look for new flavors coming right now. We have 200 flavors and that's just going to keep increasing. So be excited about that. And we're also taking people's comments and thoughts on social media into account. I think that is something that people don't really understand is how viewed their comments are. You know, when I comment on a big brand's Instagram or TikTok, I always think, oh, they're never going to see this. Like I'm just commenting this for me. And that might be true with a lot of brands, but with Crumble, we're really looking at every single comment. We have a whole team dedicated just, just to that. And so these flavors that people suggest to us, you know, if someone says, you know, I'd love to see, oh gosh, I can't think like a caramel popcorn cookie, which, you know, we're have, but if someone commented that we would, you know, we're like, that's a great idea. We should look into that. And so there's a lot of new flavors coming. We've just established ourselves as America's game day dessert, which is so exciting. A lot of the times the brand is seen as a little bit more feminine skewed as a little bit more towards, you know, children because they're huge cookies and cookies are for everyone. Cookies are literally for everyone. And, you know, regardless of our branding being pink and being cute and trendy, we also know that we belong in, in the sports world. We belong in the male-dominated audience as well. And especially when it comes to your game day spread, right? People have wings, people have nachos, people have drinks. Where's the sweets? And so Crumble, Crumble has now established ourselves as that sweet component. So that is super exciting. And we're going to be doing a lot more initiatives with that and getting ourselves more into the, the sports sphere. So that is going to be an exciting development. Excellent move on your part, because you're right. That game day spread absolutely needs some sweet there and some good quality. I mean, the and mm-hmm. I'm a woman who loves sports, so I'm excited to have some sweets. <laughs> the game day cookie. I just think that's a great um, campaign to have. I hope you noticed I wore my pink jacket for you today. Yeah, maybe you didn't. I love know, it. But um, with your pink box, I thought I'm wearing my pink jacket for my crumble interview. And uh, you look perfect. Go along with the branding. Brand. I'm talking to the, yes. the branding lady. <laughs> well, <laughs> is there anything else you would like to share? with our audience today before we go, Anna, because we have covered some really great things. And for those who are in the food space, maybe thinking about some kind of startup, wow, this is just the way to go. I mean, you guys have grown so fast and are doing a great job still delivering quality. So that's Mm -hmm. the, that's the balance there, but anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we go? 
Yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on our, our mission statement and how important that is. Our, our mission statement is bringing friends and family together over a box of the best cookies in the world. And that's something that leads into everything we do is bringing people together. And so I think, especially if anyone's listening who is starting up a food business or is looking into that or curious about that, I think, you know, the things we've talked about, marketing obviously plays a big part in it. Having a product that is really high quality plays a big part in it, but really having a vision and a mission for what you want to accomplish with that it reigns supreme, right? The fact that we want to drive connection, that we want to bring people together, that we want people to feel like they belong and whatever way our cookies can help facilitate that. That's what drives everything that we do. So we're excited that it has done so well. And we're excited that so many people have been able to participate in that way. Well, Anna, thank you for being on the future food cast. People do come together over food and drink, and it, mm -hmm. it really is a common denominator to uh, ruffle, you know, we we've got the election season happening right now and yes. still come together over some great cookies and being all all in agreement on um on that and that they taste great so we're <laughs> yes. with us on election day actually uh thinking about that but moving forward it certainly is a joiner for everyone uh, so thank you again for being with us yes thank you thank you so much well anna you are absolutely right people come together over food and what better way to do it than with a delicious crumble cookie or two. We really appreciate you sharing about your mission and your company with us today. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 